I've been praying about today's service, and I want to say thank you again for coming. I've got a message the Lord's put on my, placed on my heart, and y'all bear with me for a moment. Uh, the title of the message is Militant Mamas Overcoming Deception, Dirty Deception. Militant Mamas Overcoming Dirty Deception. How many uh, turkey hunters do we have in the house of God today? Are you a turkey hunter? One, two, three. I thought we had some men that were turkey hunters. I've got on the stand here a decoy. Now, I've never killed a turkey, but I've been turkey hunting a couple of times. And uh, in order to go turkey hunting, and I know Brother Calvin, Brother Walter, and whoever else raised their hand, Brother Ronnie, are more avid turkey hunters than I am, but I've been told in order to kill a gobbler, a tom turkey, you, it would be good to set up a decoy. Now, all this is is a decoy. This is a hen, supposedly. Oh, yes, it's fake. Oh, yes, it's a decoy. It's not the real deal. But you see, the real deal is to call in a gobbler and trick the gobbler, making him think that this is a real hen. And in fact, there's several calls you use when you're turkey hunting, so I'm told. One's called the slate call. And here it would sound something like this. You men that know how to do this better, don't laugh, okay? <laughs> but here is something that you would be, uh, if you wanted to lure a big gobbler in, you would use one of these calls. And supposedly, this is the sound of a hen. And in addition to the slate call, I've been told you can use a box call. Now, the box call sounds a little bit different, but according to these turkey hunters, they tell us that you can use this as well. It sounds a little different. And again, it's to get the gobbler, the tom turkey, the male, get his attention, and then you've got your decoy set up to pretend like it's the real deal. And according to the hunters, the tom turkey will come right close where you can get a shot and bag a turkey and then later eat him. But here's the box call. You ever heard that? You probably heard that out in the woods, hadn't you? And then I've learned that this is a purr. Well, when you do that call, then the gobbler will make a sound like, and I know that sounds like a post-nasal drip tom turkey, but anyway, it's the best turkey call I can muster up, okay? Anyway, I want to tell you, I said all that to say this. You know the devil has his decoys too. Amen. And the devil will try to set up his decoys to lure us in. But that's why I want to share the message today. Militant mamas overcoming dirty deception. Take your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 3. We're looking today at this 
account in the Bible concerning this first mother named Eve. Now, you know the name Eve is a name that means a mother of all living. And so, in order to overcome the dirty deception of the devil, I want to share with you five steps that the Lord gave me to give you today, overcoming the dirty deception of the devil. And here, as we look at the Bible, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, this account that God first creates man, and because man has not a helper, he has named all the animals, and yet needing a companion, the Lord allows him to be put to sleep. That's the first word we get in the Bible concerning anesthesia. And the Lord performs surgery, takes a rib, selah is the Hebrew word, out of the man to give him a completer, a helper. And that's the literal rendering of the woman. Now, let me go ahead and tell you where we're going and then we'll read the text. Five steps. One, we need to be awake. Be awake. Awake of the dirty devil's dialogue. If we're going to overcome the dirty deception of the devil, we've got to be awake, number one, of the dirty devil's dialogue. We'll see that in chapter 3, verse 1 in a moment. Secondly, not only do we need to be awake, we need to be aware. Be aware of the dirty devil's doubts. The dirty devil's doubts. And then thirdly, we need to be uh, armed of the dirty devil's deception. Number four, we need, and we'll see that in Genesis chapter 3, we, number four, need to be alert of the dirty devil's not only dialogue and the dirty devil's doubt and the dirty devil's deception, but number four, we need to be alert of the dirty devil's death, death. And we'll see the progression very clearly here in the book of Genesis in a moment. And then finally, uh, we need to be delighted that uh, we can overcome the dirty devil's deception. So, I said that. If you've got Genesis chapter 3, if you'd like to stand reading the Word of God, you may do so right now as we consider today the militant mamas overcoming the dirty devil's deception. And I believe this is applicable not only to mamas, but this would be very personal to mountain-moving men as well as militant mamas. Look at, please, chapter 3 of the book of Genesis, and we began reading in verse 1. If you're there, say amen. amen. Now the serpent, nachos, is the word for serpent, means shining one. The devil's not going to show up some hideous creature, no, to scare everybody. Rather, he's going to disguise himself. He's going to set up his decoys. And that's exactly what he does here. The serpent more subtle, the word subtle there is a room, which means he is a, uh, he's shrewd, he's cunning, he's crafty. And the devil, the serpent, here he is, the serpent was more crafty, he was more shrewd. He, he was more of a trickster than any of the beasts of the field which the Lord God, Elohim, had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, You shall not eat of the every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall 
ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. There he is. There he is. There's that liar. There's that deceiver. There's that one that's trying to lure us in to his decoys. You're not going to really die. God didn't really say that. Look at verse 5. For God, he said, this lying insinuator, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes will be open, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw, notice, she saw that the tree was good for fruit, or good for food, rather. And by the way, be careful what you see, little eye. Oh, yeah, that's the devil's decoy. He's got them all around us. Billions of dollars are spent on advertisement while the TV's pumping that subliminal message in our minds and the computer as well. He says, God does know the day you'll be like, you, you won't be, you, you'll be like God. Verse 6, and the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. Wow, if I took this, I'll be like God. And she took the fruit thereof and did eat and also gave it to her husband with her. And he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open. And they knew they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now fast forward, because God comes to them in the cool of the garden and says, Adam, where are you? God knew where he was all the time, like God knows where you're at and where he knows where I'm at. And he said, where are you? What have you done? The Lord knew what he'd done. There's confession time. Anybody need some confession time today? Maybe you say, I haven't been as close to the Lord as I want to be. Look over here in verse 15. The Lord gives a pronouncement of judgment upon this serpent, and here's what he said. I will put enmity between thee, meaning the serpent, and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Father, I pray now that uh, your Holy Spirit would open our eyes, our hearts, to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, eternal word that's forever set in heaven. Now, Lord, we know the enemy is real, but we know that, Jesus, you're greater. Hallelujah. You're stronger than the enemy. I pray, Father, for victory today, breakthroughs today. Bring us into freedom from the snare and the decoys of the devil. And I pray, Father, that you would get glory and, Jesus, you had the preeminence and that uh, your Holy Spirit would have free course today. We love you. Give you glory. Cleanse me, Father. Thank you again for those who've gathered I pray for mamas, Lord, militant mamas. I ask you, God, to strengthen their hands. Lord, I believe there's some today feeling unworthy, some today feeling maybe a thought, sense of guilt. Lord, some today feeling maybe ashamed. Lord, some today feeling lonely, some today feeling empty. I pray, Holy Spirit, you'll fill that void in every heart, not only of the mamas, but also of those that are here, and we trust you, Father. Accomplish your will. We'll give you glory and praise now. Just, oh God, move on our hearts, we pray. Give us ears to hear again, and help us to keep us, Lord, from distraction, and be glorified.
We thank you, Jesus, for victory through your precious blood and your word, your name. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you glory. Amen, amen, and amen. And all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. Here's where we're going in the message today. By the way, last week I called a dear mom, and this dear mom told me, I'm facing discouragement. Are there any moms facing discouragement these days? Are there any moms facing discouragement these days? Probably quite a few moms that are here this morning are facing some sort of discouragement. Maybe your son or daughter has not called you today. Maybe they've not sent a card in the mail. Maybe you hadn't seen them for a while. And maybe you feel uh, just kind of taken advantage of. I believe that a lot of us, if we were honest with God, that there is a need right now for the unconditional love of the Lord Jesus. I call this dear mom. She's facing a hard time. In fact, she has uh, had a baby that now is two years old and has a young baby that's only a couple of months old. And she said, I'm not sure if I'm facing postpartum depression or not. And I said, well, I'm not sure what all you're facing, but I know this. I can do all things to Christ which strengthens me. Let's say that together. I can do all things to Christ which strengthens me. Say it again. One more time. I, I believe that. And I shared that with her as we talked for about 30 minutes on the phone. And uh, by the way, I've had the privilege of knowing this young lady uh, since she was knee-high to a grasshopper, we might say. She was about two years old when I met her, had the privilege of baptizing her, seeing her come to Jesus Christ in a personal way, and then later had the privilege of counseling with her and her fiancé at the time, and then later conducting their wedding. And now they've got a family, been married 10 years. That thrills my heart to see what God is doing in the hearts of his people. I'm talking about the dirty devils. First of all, his dialogue. We've got to be awake because the dirty devil will try to dialogue with us. Last night, I tossed and turned pretty much all night long. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Saturday night. Maybe, maybe it's things on my mind and heart. And I know there's thoughts running through my mind like there are thoughts running through your mind right now. There are thoughts of things going through my mind. In fact, last night I was sitting here thinking about somehow of the different people that the devil has lied to and the enemy has put his decoys to deceive. And so if we're going to be militant mamas and mighty moving men and overcoming the dirty devil's deception, first of all, we've got to be awake to the dirty devil's dialogue. You see verse 1, here's what he says. The writer Moses says this in verse 1. He said the serpent was more subtle, crafty. He was more shrewd than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Here's the deal. In other words, Lucifer fell from his prominent place in heaven, recorded in Ezekiel 28, also in Isaiah 14. And he lost authority, a certain amount of dominion. We find that in the book of uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 18. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And not only that, but so here's the plan of the enemy was to deceive, mislead, trick, and gain back some authority, some dominion. 
And thus he set out with his decoys in the garden. And he began to dialogue with Eve. Y'all listen to me. Don't talk to the devil, period. Don't talk to the devil, period. Because he is an insinuator. And so number one, be awake of the dirty devil's dialogue. Maybe the devil's talking to you now. I thought about a young man, 33 years old, I talked with just a few years ago. I talked with him about Jesus. I told him about the love of God. I said, Jesus will forgive your sin. Put your faith in him. Will you turn from your sin? Put your trust in the sacrificial atoning death of God's beloved son. For God so loved the world. Say that with me. For God so loved the world. Say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave what? His only begotten son. The word begotten is the word monogenes. Only one of a kind. There's none else like Jesus. He gave the Ten Commandments, yes. The Golden Rule, yes. The Sermon on the Mount, yes. But he gave more than that. He gave his only begotten son. Oh, praise the Lord. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 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 Are you going to perish? Or are you going to have everlasting life? Hey, and so God knows the enemy's real. I told this young man, and I'm sad to report to you today, 33 years old, he took a gun and blew his brains out. You could throw a rock to where he lives, where the church is sitting today. I could tell you other accounts of people who the devil's lied to, and they've died premature deaths. I thought about several. I'll not go into all the detail, but I believe the devils come to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus came to give us life and give it more abundantly. We're in a battle. Militant mamas, don't be passive. Don't take the approach of not understanding you're in a battle, you're in a war, your children, the enemy's pulling on them. How many heard about the sixth grade girl that came to school? Friday last week with a gun and shot two students along with the custodian. I believe it was in Idaho. Did you hear about that? Just last week, Friday. Had it not have been for a teacher, praise God for a teacher, a teacher somehow or another coaxed this young sixth grade girl who was screaming, kill me, kill me, kill me. Now, by the way, let me just time out for a minute. I want to say something parenthetically, whether you agree with it or not. It's high time we stop blaming the guns and start blaming the people who got the guns. I can't hear you, church. Oh, yes. How about the people that got the guns? Hello, hello, hello. Anyway, here's the devil's work. Don't listen to the devil's dialogue. And when the enemy comes and he begins to whisper in your ear, say, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. I can almost assure you there's some of us today that the enemy's been saying some things to us. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because that leads to the second step. Militant mamas overcoming the dirty deception of the devil. Not only be awake, but number two, if you'll notice, we need to be aware be aware of the dirty devil's doubts. You see this very clearly in the text. 
the serpent said unto the woman, you'll not die. Hey, if we eat the fruit, we're going to die. And the enemy concocted a plan, hatched out of hell. And he says, no, you're not going to die. No, no, you're surely not going to die. He begins to cause us to doubt what God says. Is he lying to you? Is he saying that to you? His decoys. You can't believe that God really loves you. If God loved you, why are you going through all this stuff? If God loved you, why would good people and innocent people die? If God would really is love and if God is really in control of everything in this world, why is it that bad things happen to good people? How many of you have ever heard that? I can't hear you. Oh, yes. It's the enemy's way to create doubt in your mind. Oh, you'll not die. No, no, you'll not die. And so... The enemy says this, he says, uh, you know, God doesn't really have a plan for your life and, and uh, you're not fearfully and wonderfully made according to Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14. And the devil says, you know, you can't believe that God created the heaven and the earth. I mean, don't you believe in the monkey mythology? We came from a piece of slime. The enemy is constantly and incessantly Lying to us. And if we're not careful, we can embrace his doubts. Doubt and do without or believe and receive. Are you going to believe God? Are you going to believe God? The Lord says, I've got a plan for you. The Lord says, I've got a purpose for you. The Lord says, I will give you eternal life and you will never perish. Neither shall any man pluck you out of my hand. The Lord says, I'll keep you from, from, from going astray. I'll keep you in a straight, uh, straight path. And when you go through a storm and when you go through a trial and when you go and face affliction, the Lord Jesus says, I'll be with you through it all. Hallelujah. But the devil says, no, you can't believe God. You can't trust God. He's not going to be with you. You're your own God. Do your own thing. And then that's where we get in trouble with the Lord. I just described the average person today. Today's Mother's Day. And we've got a lot to be thankful for. Oh, yes. There's some mamas here today maybe that need a breakthrough. Militant moms feel like a failure. I want to tell you, y'all listen to me. Y'all look up here. There's no perfect mom. I can't hear you. I said there's no perfect mom. And by the way, for the record's sake, the last time I read it is still in the book. God, who is the perfect parent, had two children, Adam and Eve, and they disobeyed him. Are you any better than God? You see what I'm saying? If the best parent in all the world, yea, in all creation, was Almighty God, and yet his two children disobeyed him, don't you think that that's going to happen in your life? Yes, it is. I'm not excusing. I'm just saying that, look, beware of the dirty devil's doubt. Hath God really said, well, first the dialogue, the encounter, the conversation, and then that leads to the doubt. But thirdly comes the deception. How can we overcome the dirty deception of the devil? One, be awake. Two, be aware. Three, notice, be armed. Be armed of the dirty devil's deception. Notice, be armed of the dirty devil's deception. Here in verse number five, 
the Word says, For God doth know, here Satan's lies, disguised as a serpent, and like he's doing to us today. I tell you what, beloved, let me just time out for a minute and say this, that it seems to me that things are going right back the way they were before before COVID-19. I pray that God will do a mighty work in this land, in this nation, in our culture. I fear, beloved, I don't know why this has been on my mind and heart, but I fear that we're prone to go back to the same old idols we had before COVID-19. Idols. And then... All this is, all this is, is a distraction from our relationship with Jesus. And the devil will put all of his decoys, good things, not bad things, good things, that will keep us from loving the Lord, keep us from serving the Lord, keep us from uh, making a difference, passing a lasting legacy. The enemy will put up all kind of decoys, and they're not always bad. Some of them are good, but they're not the best. And before long, we find out things in our life pull us away from our relationship with the Lord Jesus. Every once in a while, somebody said, Pastor, will you pray with me? I'm looking for a job. I really need a job. And this is a better job. And I say, well, I'll pray for you. What's the deal? They get the job and they forget God. I never see them after that. You know, good things are good, and prosperity is a blessing from God. But oftentimes, we forget God. I said we forget God. Oftentimes, when things are going good, we take God for granted, and we forget the Lord. So, be armed of the dirty devil's deception. Jesus Christ said in the last days, this would be very relevant. In chapter 24 of the Gospel of Matthew, we call that the Olivet Discourse. He said in verse 4, verse 5, verse 11, verse 24, deception. Plano is the word in the Greek for the word deception. It means misled. This is going to be a tactic of the Antichrist and the false prophet. Deception. I believe today, certainly, if you're not a child of God and you're not rooted in the word of God, even if you are, we can easily be deceived. Jesus told, he said to that crowd, even the very elect can be deceived. The enemy comes in like a flood. Bottom line is this. See if you agree with me. I need people to pray for me and you need people to pray for you. Why? We all have blind spots. We all uh, are prone to slip and fall. And watch this. When you slip and fall, the devil comes in like a flood. And he begins to say, nobody cares for you. Nobody loves you. Look, you're no good. But the devil's a liar. And the word of God says that we're to bear one of those burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ. And the Bible teaches that, uh, brethren, if a man be overtaken a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. And so... Confess your faults one to another. By the way, that's Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. And also James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you might be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. That means we ought to get under the burden for each other. We ought to hold up each other's hands. Why? Because there's a battle raging. Why? Because we're not wrestling against what? flesh and blood but against what principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places listen to me daddies mamas militant mamas how many know that our children and grandchildren are not inheriting the same world we inherited 
We're living a different day. That calls for you and me to get on our hands and knees before the Lord. Say, oh God, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Psalm 127, 1. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh in vain. Psalm 127, verse 2. And Paul said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may stand against the wiles of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. Now listen to me. The enemy, according to Daniel chapter 7, do you know what the Antichrist is going to do? Daniel chapter 7, also Revelation chapter 13. You ready for this? The Antichrist is going to wear out the saints. And that's exactly what the enemy's doing today. Here's my challenge. Here's your challenge. If we're not careful, I think God got our attention with the COVID-19. Can I get a witness? And if we're not careful, we can just get back on the same old rat wheel, just busy, 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 distracted, anxious, agitated, irritated, mad, frustrated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is the message to us, the blood bought the blood washed church. Guard your heart with all diligence. Guard it, guard it. Out of it flows the issues of life. Proverbs 4, 23. Guard your heart. Because the devil doesn't care who you are. Peter said, be sober, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's going to set up his decoys. And, and, and you're going to make it think it looks good. And it's right, and everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it, and there's nothing wrong with it. And I can't see any problems here. Militant moms and mountain-moving dads that are praying and that are yielded to the Holy Spirit of God, they will see the tactics of the devil and will fight the good fight of faith. God's calling us today. Can I say something? I'm not throwing rocks, but I just want to tell you. I saw my heart goes out to not only mamas, because look, you got a lot of influence, mamas, with, with your children. You say, but oh, do I really? Yes, you do. I don't care how old they get, you still got influence with them. And no matter what the devil is tempted to do in your life, I want to tell you, you still got influence in them. There's nothing like a love of a sweet mom, unconditional love. But you know, my heart really goes out to dads too and moms. Look, y'all, 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 you know I love you, but I got to say something to you. You and I can preach to our children all day long, but if we're not living what we're preaching, it ain't going to work. And so what's that call for us to do? God, I need a correction in my own life. See, if we're not careful, we can begin to preach. I heard Tony Evans say about his son, this is a daddy, he said, my son was playing the piano, and I didn't want him to play the piano. I wanted my son to play football. I want to be a man. I didn't want him to play the piano as if that's not a man. And Tony Evans said, I had to go back and apologize to my son and say, I'm sorry. 
I should have accepted you just the way you are. Just because I play football doesn't mean that you have to play football. And having that unconditional love of a mom, having that ability to forgive our children, it's easy to harbor bitterness. And when your child doesn't do right, to have a bone to pick with them. Maybe today you're sitting here and you're kind of frustrated and angry about something that's happened. You need to let that thing go. It's not what you're eating that's bothering you. It's what's eating you that's bothering you. You need to let it go. Maybe it's some other relationship that you are still fuming over. No wonder. Paul said, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. The word wrath is perigismos, that seething hostility. The more I think about it, the madder I get. The devil uses that because Ephesians 4.27 that verse after Ephesians 4, 26 says, neither give place to the devil. Say that with me. Neither give place to the devil. Say that with me. Neither give place to the devil. What's that mean? Jurisdiction. You give him a toehold, he'll take a foothold. And a foothold will turn into a stronghold. That thing of bitterness will do it. So, if we're going to overcome militant mamas, overcoming the dirty deception of the devil... For God knows in the day you eat it up, your eyes will be open. You'll be like God's, knowing good from evil. That's what the world wants. Those who are not Christians, they say, I'm my own God. There's only one problem with that. It's appointed a man wants to die after this, the judgment. After death, there's no second chance. We will stand before a holy God and have to give an account. How are you going to stand before God? Not, not how are you going to stand before your husband. Not how are you going to stand before your wife. How are you going to stand before Jesus Christ? Well, what about it? Our eyes will be open. Number one, be awake of the dialogue with the dirty devil. He sets his decoys. Two, be aware of the dirty devil's doubts. Three, be armed of the dirty devil's deception. You see, one step, one decision you make and I make that we don't pray about, but we lean on our understanding, can carry you down a slippery slope and there are big consequences for bad decisions. Can I get an amen? You see, there's decisions we have to make. You say, oh, but I can lean on my own understanding. Oh, I've got this thing figured out. Really? Really? Can you see down the road? No. The entrance of thy word giveth light. Hey, this calls for us to say, Jesus, I'm not in control. I don't know what the future holds, but I know you hold the future, and I can trust you. That's what God's saying to us today is be armed with the dirty devil's deception. And then number four, be, watch this, alert of the dirty devil's death. The dirty devil's death. As I said to you people today, I could call names I'm not going to. I could tell you two cases of people who have come to church and sat right there where you're sitting today. And shortly thereafter, I got a call. They were dead. Why? Because of bad decisions, because of things. Y'all listening to me today? I'm not telling you anything that I read out of a book. I'm telling you something I've experienced and seen, and you have too. It's a warning sign to us. It's a wake-up call. It's a be alert call. The dirty devil's death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. She saw that it was pleasant to the eyes. Make one wise. She took it and eat it. It's the same old, same old. The devil's using this tool out of his tool chest. He tried it with Jesus. Matthew 4, Jesus said, Be gone, Satan, it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, him only. The lust of the flesh, 
the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Maybe there's some of us today been slipping in some error with pornography on television or on the internet. Hello, young people. Snapchat and all this stuff, Instagram, all this stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe the enemy is just trying to get a, ask Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy confessed of killing all these women. He said it first started with a Playboy magazine. That's how it started. And it was like a flame. He couldn't put it out. You say, but oh, brother pastor, these are God-given desires. Marriage is honorable, the bed undefiled. That's Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 4. Yes, this is God-given. And the devil's perverted a God-given desire. Sex within the marriage. Somebody say amen. It's not, sex, it's not six o'clock in America, it's six o'clock in America. God help us. But this is the enemy's decoy. You can, y'all love each other. You love him, don't you? You can do it. Y'all can just do this and it don't matter, does it? I know, you know, some of the folks down at the church, I, you know, I know the Bible might say something about it, but, you know, hey, look, I know some Hollywood stars, they're doing it. And, you know, and, and I, hey, man, I, look, there's, there's a man, he's making millions of dollars. He's a sports star. Look, look at what he's doing. Look at these ladies. They've been married ten times, and the man they're with right now, they're not even their husband. Uh-oh, I didn't go on to preaching now. <laughs> but anyway, hey, look, you get the point. The dirty devils, deception. And if we're going to overcome militant moms, the dirty devils, watch this. Praise God for the dirty devil's demise. Jesus going to bruise him. Bruise him on his head. Yes, he'll bruise you on your heel. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the devil, according to Colossians chapter 2, Jesus stripped and spoiled principalities and powers, made a public open display of them, trumpeting over them in it. Colossians 2, verse 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. This is the purpose the Son of God was made manifest, that he might destroy, undo the works of the devil. I'm glad there's power in the blood of Jesus. Oh, yes, I'm glad. Thank God. Jesus came to give us life and give it more abundantly and we can triumph in him and there's victory in him but it only comes in him lining up our will with his will. Oh yes, how are we going to stand in this matter today? Militant moms, I'm almost done but I want to read to you a list of names. Dear moms, I've had the privilege of being the pastor and preaching their homegoing service and I can't help but to reminisce a moment. Finishing faithful. Finishing faithful, Mom. Handing down a lasting legacy. Yes. My testimony is important. And I appreciate you. You don't know. I love you. You don't know how much. Can I start right here? Carolyn Askew. Does that ring a bell? Nancy's mom. Jenny Mason. Does that ring a bell? Yes. What about Lorraine Anglin? Does that ring a bell? Alan. Absolutely. What about Nelda Stiles? Just preached her homegoing service a few months ago. What about Robin Mann, Brother William? The mother of your children. Does that ring a bell? What about Lois Bates over there? Uh, yeah, Marsha. Does that ring a bell? What about Bobby Bailey? Was with her at the hospital when she died. Preached her homegoing service. What about Betty Hayes? That ring a bell? I was with her at her house when she passed away, had her home going service. What about Betty Phillips? Does that ring a bell? 
Oh, yes, we visited Deanna at the hospital on Friday. She went to be with the Lord on Easter Sunday. That Sunday, as I said, Sister Betty, I'll see you on the other side. What about that sweet Kathy Yarborough? Does that ring a bell? Oh, yes. What about that Marie White? Does that ring a bell? All the times we spent together talking and praying. What about Joyce Cooper? Does that ring a bell? Thank God for Joyce. Finished her race. What about Virginia Larman? That would be Beth uh, Miller's mom was with her at the hospital and preached her homegoing service. What about Marie Luttrell? Jan usually tunes in all the time in our live stream, and I don't know if she is today or not, but Marie Luttrell was with her the moment she took her last breath. We gathered around her bed and prayed. What about Mary Bassett? How many remember her, Mary Bassett? What about Mary Tucker? I'm telling you, Brother Curtis just stepped out, but yes, just not long ago. What about Twyla Kaiser, a mom, just a few months ago, went to be with the Lord? What about Bobby Sue Banks? Y'all remember Bobby Sue? What about... Nellie Mae Boyd, do you remember Nellie Mae Boyd back in 1991? What about Bernie, Bernice McGee? Y'all remember her? We sat around the table. She said, I'm not going to do uh, this kidney uh, dialysis. I'm not going to do it. Kathy, thank God you didn't have to do it. But she said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let the Lord's will be done. And she went to be with the Lord. And we preached her homegoing service, Bernice McGee. What about Liz Lason? Preached her homegoing service right here. What about Evie Pritchett? Anybody remember Evie? Preached her homegoing service. What about Aileen Hodge? Y'all remember Aileen? A dear, sweet Christian lady. What about Betty Daniels, Brother Jim? Praise the Lord for Sister Betty. Went to be with the Lord just a few months ago. What about Mildred Lane, Marcia? Your dear, sweet mom just a few months ago. What about Cora Richardson, Brother Ken? Your dear mom and her home going. Oh, yes. What about, uh, what about uh, uh, Amanda Sellers? Anybody remember Amanda? What about Esther Nickerson, Carol's mom, preached her home going service? What about Angel Hawkins, uh, Hankins, rather, her uh, mother-in-law? What about Elaine Doobie? I don't know if I saw Richard here today or not. Had her home going service and praise the Lord for her finishing faithful. What about... Uh, Julie Kiesler, John's dear wife, and Nancy Jackson, uh, just a young 30-something-year-old young lady, found she had a tumor, and the Lord took her home, preached her home-going service. What about Ethel Karen, your mother-in-law, uh, Katie? Uh, and Ethel Karen. What about Lori Ellis? Y'all remember Lori, 40 years old, and the Lord took her home, preached her home-going service. What about Maddie Benson, Debbie? Where's Debbie? I saw Debbie a minute ago. Yes, your mom. Maddie Benson preached her. Never forget that. A storm came up and lightning hit the pulpit. Everybody the church jumped up. Amen. And somebody was saved during the service. Praise God for that. I'll never forget that. That was a blessing. What about Mary Kitchens? What about Mary Kitchens over there? Alice? Don't. Oh, yes. The will of God be done. What about some of the other dear sweet moms who are with Jesus now? Like Evelyn Hodge. And Ruth uh, Funderburg, Ruth said the will of God. She drove up to a parking lot and said, praise God, we got a parking place. And she went to be with the Lord right there with her daughter. Preached her homegoing service. What about Linda Hayes? As a young lady, 40 years old, stood there at the graveside up in Covington, preaching her funeral service. And she's one of the first that I had the privilege of baptizing 30 years ago. What about Fleeta Jones? Yes, you remember her. Marcia, I do too. Had a stroke, ended up in the nursing home. What about others? Uh, for example, 
Uh, what about Dale McGee and Dorothy Parker and Ollie Cobb and Rose White? And what about Minnie Smith? Uh, Kathy, your mom. Remember, we had her homegoing service. And Susie Maynard. I'm telling you, the list goes on. Opal uh, West, that would be Bonnie's mom, had her homegoing service. Grethel Mincy, your mom. Brother Ronnie, you remember. I'm talking about this. All this is is moms. Moms. My sweet mom and my grandparents, both of my grandparents, are with the Lord now. I'm telling you. And then Deanna, your aunts, all of them in Barnesville area. I'm telling you, life is short. It's but a vapor. And what we do, we better do it now for the Lord. Amen. Let's stand together, every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't know where you're at right now in your relationship with God, but maybe today the Lord is saying to you, hey, time is ticking and you need to get it right now. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. But I believe this is more of a message too to militant moms. You're tired, you're weary, you're about ready to throw in the towel. You say there's some things I can't fix. Cast your burden on the Lord. He shall sustain you. Anybody need prayer today? Any mamas need prayer? Listen to me. We're going to sing in a moment. Nancy's here. And I wonder if I could take liberty right now, if there's somebody here in this service right now that's a mama to you or a grandmother to you or like a mama to you, please take liberty right now. You may have already told them you love them, but do it again. Do it again. Give your mama a kiss. Give her a hug. Let her know you love her. And... Uh, we're going to let the Lord lead now. There shouldn't be a mama standing here that somebody don't tell them, I love you, I appreciate you. Look around, look around as we pray. Father, thank you, Lord Jesus, for victory. And thank you for our moms. Thank you for the good memories. You said the memory of the just is blessed. So, Lord, I pray you pour out your blessings on every mom here today. Encourage them, strengthen them. Every mountain-moving men, oh Lord, to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. We love you, Lord. Thank you for my sweet mom, Father. Thank you. She's with you. I'll see her again. I pray blessings on every mom here. Deanna, thank you for her being the mom of our children. I bless you for a Christian mom. Hallelujah. And all these precious moms today, love on them, Lord. Love on them, God. Help us to love on them, Jesus. And let them know we love them. And we'll give you glory now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.